Welcome everybody to the Magic Beans Podcast. We are back again for episode number 97. I'm your host tonight and my name is Shorty and I've got a couple of beans on the line. So tonight we have Chewy. How's it going mate? I'm good mate. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. And we also have Stu. How's it going Stu? Yeah, good thanks mate. That's the way. No, uh, no new set announcements, no bannings this week, which means Cracker's got a week off. He can rest those dulcet tones and uh, probably come back next week when we uh, potentially see a banning. Maybe, maybe we'll uh, we'll have a bit of a chat about that tonight. We'll see uh, see our thoughts. But a few things to talk about on the cards tonight. Uh, you know, we we haven't had any uh, any big major changes or anything like that to go through, but. Still Just plenty going on the in new the magic format, world. right? Yeah, Just, yeah, definitely plenty yeah. of that going on. Yep, lots of exploring and lots of uh, tinkering, I guess, is a, is a good way to put it at the moment. So we'll get into all that tonight and uh, hopefully deliver the usual quality that uh, our loyal listeners have come to expect, which according to a review on our uh, on our Podbean is the best in the Southern Hemisphere. So... No idea who that lovely person was who left that review, but thank you very oh, much. Thanks, Mum. Well, we do appreciate oh, it. <laughs> oh, isn't she great? Good on it. Yeah, that's so, lovely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we did. Uh, I did find out not that long ago that uh, the southern, southern hemisphere that is only like fifteen percent of the world's population, <laughs> so it's probably not the highest bar to uh, to reach to be the best in the southern hemisphere. Look, look. From here, it can we can only go north, mate. So it's, it's fine. Is that a like northern hemisphere joke? Yeah, there's a, there's a yeah. Anyway, <laughs> have you got the have you got that soundboard handy? <laughs> yeah, yeah we might have to start working the soundboard into the uh, into the podcast. <laughs> That'd be half of it. Uh, all right. So before we get into it, Stu, can you tell everyone about our awesome sponsors? Absolutely. So as always, the Magic Beans podcast and the Magic Beans tournament series is brought to you by Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. They are a Facebook auction auction group selling magic cards Monday to Friday, Saturday and Sunday. You can just search them up on Facebook or Google. And when you win an auction, let them know the bean sent you. Very good. You guys been buying anything lately? No. A couple of little things. Uh, almost hopefully in a few little cube updates for, okay. you know, when we hit that, whatever that percentage target of jabs <laughs> is. When we're allowed to. Uh, yeah, when we're allowed to <laughs> hang out. So... Uh, you know, just a few little things like, you know, a tireless tracker here and a jewel land there, that sort of stuff. So, What about a Ren and Seven? Do you need one of them? I know I do. I do. I do Did you just a say a, t- a tireless tracker or a jewel land? <laughs> Tra- tireless tracker here, jewel land there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. That. Just, so, you know, they're, they're a fairly equal in value. Uh, there's a synergy because if you uh, you play land, you get a clue. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. I, so. did, I did see a, uh, a tentative invitation to a... Uh, a potential cube session for uh, for someone's birthday coming up in the near future. I think it was some wishful thinking that we'll be able to get together. So yeah, hopefully so. that goes ahead because yeah, we'll definitely be talking about that on the podcast. Stay tuned, cross your fingers, get those go and get those vaccinations, and uh, that will allow us to play some magic together, which would be absolutely. Good fun. So like, think about the greater good, right? Like, yeah. if people go out and get the jab, we get to draft. Like, if like <laughs> any, other, then- any other motivation pales in comparison, right? <laughs> we get to draft Cube and then you get to listen to us talk about it. <laughs> there may also be, I was chatting to the person whose birthday it is that's coming up, uh, that may have just finished building a epic smoker as well. Uh, Oof, but yes. Yeah. 
there might be a bit of chaos draft action as well. Ooh. So, uh, look sounds good. Yeah. All right. There we go. If you, if you need any more motivation to go out and get vaccinated, there it is. Help the beans out. Help out your local beans so they can get together and uh, eat meat and do a draft. Sounds good. That's, they should put that on an ad. We should, I think we'll see that on, on TV next week. Like the Sam Kikovich, like Australian AD. ad. It's just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Let's make it happen. Uh, yeah, very good. I, I think we've got the budget for that, don't we? Yeah. Pat, uh, you uh, want to uh, yeah, help set that one? <laughs> 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 All right, we are way off topic, but it is a little bit fitting in, uh, in an announcement or a couple of announcements that have come out in the last couple of weeks with uh, Paper Magic. Not so much for us here in Australia. But we've had announcements for uh, some events coming up in the States. So as most listeners would know in the past, Star City Games have run their regular tournament series, the the SCG Tour, they call it, which was pretty much weekly large events. You know, they have their, uh, I can't remember what they're called now. It's been that long since we've seen them. Inv- like uh, qualifiers and I don't know a bunch of bunch of other different things. They'd they'd run event large events on weekends, sort of like mini GPs, uh, which was you know, very handy for us as content creators. Gives us lots of uh, deck lists Data. to talk about yeah. and things like that. You know, you get to see a bit of a meta game and, and see what uh, the players who are playing every weekend are, are doing and, and the changes that they're making in their decks. So that's obviously been gone for pretty much the last two years, but. Star City Games have announced SCG Con coming up uh, on the 28th of October, so basically a month away from now. So it's going to be a big full weekend event in Roanoke, Virginia, which is where Star City is based. And uh, yeah, that's this will be sort of the first major magic tournament, in-person magic tournament that we're seeing in the States. So good for them. Uh, wish we were getting that here. Well, I think it's not, good for us happen. as well to at least see how events are going to run in a post-COVID world. Or yeah, you know. definitely. Yep, absolutely. And the website does state that you need a um, a proof of vaccination or a, a negative result. Uh, Sorry, then, anti-vaxxers. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> hey, um, and I think masks are mandatory as well. So uh, that's just good. how it's going to be. And if that's what it costs to actually go to an in-person magic tournament that's a you know i'm sign me up right yeah so yeah uh i i think this is great and there's also you know star city and some other you know big name big names in the magic industry are holding these events we'll talk about the others but there's a there's a void here there's an opportunity for these uh, these organizations to to fill the gap in organized competitive play that you know the the vacuum, the void left by cancelling of the you know the the players tour or mythic invitationals and the ending of the MPL. So you know players want big events for prizes rather than just like grinding ladder. So this is uh, this is good timing from that perspective at the very least. So I think it's great. I, I'm really looking forward to it. And you know when. When we get to that point in this country, it would be great if, you know, we could maybe band together with some other others in the Australian magic community and bring something together, right? When we get to, when, when, when it's safe to do so. Like, yeah, sure definitely. Framing that. I'd love to yep. do that. So I'm pumped yeah. by this. It's yep. about a month Absolutely. Away. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, SCG with their tour, it was kind of separate from the Wizards, like GP Pro system, that sort of stuff. It did feed 
into that a little bit. You could, you know, win some of the SCG events and get a qualification for, you know, players tours and, and various things like that. But it was kind of, it was a, it, it was its own tournament series, similar to our, you know, Magic Beans tournament series sort of thing where players are playing each, each weekend and accruing points to on a ladder, which gets them to an invitational at the end of the year and, and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, SCG's done a very good job of that over the years and it'd be good to see that that coming back and it's definitely going to be filling that void of not having the uh, the Grand Prix and, and all that sort of circuit that is run by Wizards and, and obviously we still have had no word from Wizards on what the pro scene is going to look like and I, I wouldn't expect them to give us anything till next year sometime. So, yeah, this this will fill that void. We did see, I don't know if you guys remember, we spoke about it bef- just before the pandemic all sort of kicked off. Uh, Good Games started up their tournament series in Australia, and that, it was going to be sort of similar to the SCG type stuff, but for, for us here in Australia. So hopefully once things settle down here and we, we get to back to some sort of normality, someone like Good Games, uh, who are probably the only ones really big enough in Australia to, to run something like that, uh, pick it back up again and, and start it going. But I agree with what you said, Chewie. It's good to see them, you know, they, they've put out statements about what the requirements are for being able to play and, uh, you know, like uh, contactless registration and, and all that sort of stuff. So good to see that uh, they're putting those things in place and, uh, yeah, sort of taking this sort of thing seriously to try and get things back to normality. So that's you SCG. You take that's- your Birds of Paradise and get them signed by Mark Paul. Who will be in, in attendance. So, yeah, oh, yep. It's all upside. Very cool. Yep. So that's SCG. We also had Channel Fireball uh, have announced their own event. So for the last couple of years or prior to the pandemic, CFB was running CFB events who'd uh, partnered with Wizards and were they were the ones who were actually running all the GPs. Uh, they were the, the tournament organised for all the GPs throughout the world. So like they ran the ones that, that were in Australia as well. Uh, they closed down CFB events when the uh, the pandemic stuff all happened, so that was no more. But part of what they ran every year was GP Vegas, which was a huge, huge event. I think the last one had like 4,000 people or, or something like that, like just massive events. Uh, always a big thing on the calendar that people looked forward to and they would travel all, all from all around the world to, to go and do. You know, we've spoken about wanting to do that one day uh, when Chris – decides to shout us all some flights maybe but uh <laughs> who knows we'll uh maybe we will get there one day but it's coming oh, back it's on the list it's on the list and yeah, yeah i'm, I'm, I'm pompous uh yeah and they've got a whole section on the website announcing this about safety as well with like plexiglass and contactless registration distancing sanitizers and stuff as well um and yeah they're really clear on um you know masks so you know, they're, they're doing what they have to do to, to make this happen. And this is going to be Innistrad sealed, like Crimson Bow sealed. And yeah, the new, new set sealed. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, modern yeah, two, two well. main events, 25 grand each uh, for in the prize pool for the two main events. So that's pretty good. The SCG events, we don't know what prizes are and, and, and all that sort of stuff. But uh, for the Channel Fireball one, we do. So 20, 25 grand in uh, in the prize pool for both those events, which is pretty cool. And, yeah, modern, finally paper modern coming back. <laughs> we, we might start talking about it again, which would be uh, pretty good for – I know a bunch of our listeners really miss us talking about modern, but it's been yeah. so long since we've played it. 
Uh, we played a couple of weeks ago. Mason Eaters from the Discord uh, spun up a little event, and um, that was really fun. We played via webcam, and gee, I miss that format. It's it's I love it. I mean, it's got to be so different to the last time we played it. Ah, Chalice of Void's <laughs> still good. <laughs> I think the last paper, think last time be. we played Paper Modern, like an actual event, was when Hogak was still around. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was, it was. When when did you last... Have you played a modern tournament, Stu? I have not. Wow. You see, you played a Pioneer event. Yes, the Beans Pioneer event. Yeah, but you haven't played a constructed modern event yet. No, uh, I want to. Okay. And, yeah, I want you, know, you to. Yeah. We were certainly planning to do that before all our worlds got turned upside down. We'll mm. get there. Yep, yep, absolutely. I think that would be, yeah, that would be awesome to, to see this, a bit of a... You know, a bit of data and just, yeah, but something to talk. Just talking about modern is exciting, let alone playing yeah. it. So, yeah, I mean, modern was our favorite format for, for a very long time. So, uh, yeah, definitely keen to get back in on that. Absolutely. Um, have yep. you been to, you haven't been to a GP style of, or a GP style event no. either, have you, Stu? No, oh, I haven't. Oh, man, we've got to get them back. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we do. I'm, I'm almost jealous. You know, like when people say, oh, I haven't, you know, read that book or seen that show. And it's like, I, I'm jealous because you get to experience it for the first time and I wish I had that again. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, so you're going to live vicariously through me when- Yeah. And I'm like, happy for that. That'd be awesome. I'm, I'm just going to like look at you all weekend with just the, you know, the dumb <laughs> grin on your face of like, how good is this? <laughs> so good. Look, look at you on the flight home to, with we, the, we, the, the glazed look in your eyes. <laughs> we both need to take time, GoPro. Right? So every time we lock eyes, we capture it on camera. Exactly. You're the dumbest grin you've ever seen. Yeah. Me with an equally dumb grin. (laughs) With some, yeah, some, some, you know, select music playing in the background. It sounds great. The the glazed home, the glazed eyes on the way home, Shorty, though, when we've pulled all of our tickets from the side events and we've just got cases of of magic cards between us, though, it's a a happy glazed look. Unless you do a cracker and just leave your modern deck on the table. (laughs) Yes. We'll leave it at the uh, at the, at the event, event. Yeah. <laughs> while Shout you're sitting at the Shout out to the good humans that play Magic that turned that in, and um, mm. and we got it back. So well done, well done, Magic family. But yeah, uh, you can just you can probably tell you know listening to this, you probably got the same memories of, of of past events sort of flooding back your own version of them, or you've never you know you've you've only played Arena and you don't know what on earth we're talking about. But uh, just just imagine. You know, uh, uh, an auditorium full of full of nerds, and uh, all there for the same reason, sharing a passion for the game. And you know, I've I've met people from all over the world, and and people that I count as you know lifelong friends today through events like that. They're just awesome, and it is the gathering, right? You know, yeah. that's a bit cliche nowadays, but um, yeah, it's a it's a big part of why we why we do this, and having these events back through SCG and Channel 5, even though they're not in Australia yet, but uh, it's it's that first step. And, you know, it's a, maybe there's a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel of all of these, you know, lockdowns and everything else that's going on. So it, it gives us hope, which is great. Yep. Still probably a little while off for us here in Australia, but it, it brings back tunnel, those good memories. But you can still see the light, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. As long it's as that light's not a train. down the very end of that tunnel, yes. That- <laughs> It's not a train. It's, it's a, not a train. It's a, yeah. a seeker's cat chariot coming at us. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. So the other thing that got announced this week is Red Bull Untapped is returning. So Stu, have you got 
some details on uh, on this event or, or this series? Yeah, I do. I do actually. So obviously, there's um, that's just been announced only a couple of days ago. The first event will begin on the sixteenth of October. Uh, the event is free to enter as well. Yeah, whole which, whole series is free to enter. So it's almost like uh, it's almost Magic Beans level. So good on them. Um, there'll be six events plus two two. So again, more in person events. Two more, one in Japan and one in Portugal, with uh, twenty thousand dollars in in prizes per event up for grabs. Mm. So that is pretty sweet. Yeah, well, we had the Red Bull. Was it? it must have been last year sometime. And uh, I think I played in a couple of events. I think you played in at least one, Chewy. Yeah, just one. Uh, yeah. T- timing uh, was a bit of an issue. For yeah, yeah, definitely. Them, but- yep. So look, looking at this one, they're doing them in different time zones for all, all six of them. So if you jump onto MTG Melee, you can find all the registration details for that. But they've listed the different time zones that the different events are in. So they're, uh, they're going to be... Like they're they're sort of spaced out over the the period of I think like six weeks uh, maybe a little bit more, and the and, Japan uh, time ones suit us pretty yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, it's two two Japan time ones, so they'll be pretty good for us. So we'd definitely be able to play in those. The European ones are, are not unachievable as well. And just yep. having a look at the melee website and you know just whipping out the calculator on my on my PC, there's already almost four thousand people registered for this. Yeah, events. yep. Huge. Yeah, that's, that's over a thousand people already registered for the first one, which is still over two weeks away. So yep. I think one of these we played had like three thousand people or something like that. Maybe might have even been the first one had had even more than that. I don't know, but there was a lot of players. Was it the Red Bull one that crashed Melee? Was that their first yeah, yeah, I think so. First yeah. event. And look, melee's come a long way since yeah, yeah. those days. So, yep. you know, I'm I'm hopeful that they uh you know, have got those kinks ironed out. But yeah. yeah, it's um there's obviously an appetite there, right, for yep. for these events. So I, I think it's I think it's great. I'd love to have a thousand people for the beans events just quietly, but <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> the organization for that. Oh. The live draw Imagine already long- goes too long. <laughs> <laughs> the live draw for days. <laughs> And who's in group three? I'll go. You got a round robin with 300 people in your group. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. You got <laughs> Good four weeks, that. people. Let's go. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I think this is, this is awesome as well. And, you know, just it's exciting times. There's, um, you know, new magic coming up, which is absolutely fantastic. Like new magic events and, and investment in organized play. And as I mentioned off the top, there's, there's a vacuum and, SCG, Channel Fireball, and now Red Bull all looking to kind of get their market share, which means that, you know, there's just going to be more competitive play with good prizes uh, for for all of us, like a, every Magic player around the world to get in on and enjoy. So and it's And great. it's like you said before about the gathering, even online, and, and this, this is my experience even within our own Beans Leagues, is I'm having more fun playing in our leagues with a bit of banter with people than I am grinding ladder on arena or even drafting on arena because you're just you're sitting there you're on your own and you're missing out on you know the other half of the component of magic the gathering like Preach. It, like you said Preach, it, brother. It, it might it might sound cliche but for me it's very true and i think i posted in one of our group chats a little while back like the beans group chat about the fact of just how much i'm missing just even us just getting together and actually just jamming games. Yeah, well, it's absolutely. You know. And oh, I don't know if you even listened to it back then, Stu, but like episode one, and we're at episode 97, t- 
today, but episode one, my origin story, part of that was moving from magic being a personal pursuit to being a group pursuit where, you know, it's, it's about time with friends and sharing experiences and uh, learning from them and in, and in, in exchange sharing my knowledge and all of us getting better together. And that's been really stifled over the yeah, last couple of years. It has. So I'm craving it. And I'm, I'm really excited by this because like I said, it's, 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 it's distant, but it's hope. Yeah, so absolutely. For, for us, so it's, it's really good. Yep. Um, just like some information on the, the Red Bull events, they're doing a structure a little bit different to the last time and, and a little bit different to anything we've seen before, actually. So interestingly, they've capped the event at 4,999 people. So <laughs> that's a lot of, a lot of magic players. So. I would expect if there's already over a thousand people registered for the first one, it's probably going to go over two grand. So that, that's pretty cool. But uh, what they're doing is they're playing it over two days. And, and the good thing with these Red Bull events is they do do a lot of coverage for them as well. And, and they do a very good job of it. Obviously, Red Bull does a lot with esports. They've got very professional teams and, and much better setups than we have in terms of their, their back end systems and people pushing buttons, not just one random guy sitting in his uh, rumpus room and hoping that a tree doesn't fall on his power. Uh, but what they're doing, so day one is Swiss rounds, as as you sort of normally get in, in most events. And then what they're doing is they're, they're cutting the top 64 uh, from the Swiss rounds and they, they advance into day two, but they're placing them into divisions. So the, if you finish first through to 16th after the Swiss rounds on day one, you go into the platinum division. Then 17 to 32, you go into the gold. 33 to 48, go to silver. And 49 to 64, go into bronze. The prize structure is based on which division you end up in. So if you end up in the platinum division, the prize, the first place prize is four grand and down to 16th place is, or ninth to 16th is 200 bucks. Gold division, first place is two grand. Silver division, first place is a grand. Bronze division, first place is 500. So it means, like we've all, and, and we've, I've sort of spoken about this in the past, Magic's always been really top heavy. It's like you either make top eight or you get nothing. And this is at least, you make top 64, good job. You've made top 64. Now you get another chance to play for actual good prizes. Like if, if you're able to go, oh, I finished 64th in a tournament and then I played in the, my, my top, like my finals and I actually won that and I ended up with 500 bucks. Like that's way better than you get in, in most tournament structures. So it's huge. It's actually, absolutely it's, huge. It, yeah, it's, it's actually a really enter. cool system. Enter. Yeah. Yeah. So the way it's going to work on that second day is you play Swiss rounds and once you get two wins so effectively it's like three swiss rounds once you get two wins you straight qualify for the top eight uh, for for a top eight um and then uh once once you lose two of those rounds you're eliminated so it kind of t- takes 16 players cuts them down to eight and then those top eight then play off and then yeah you sort of get all your prizes from there so really interesting structure i've never seen that before maybe that's come from another game or i, I don't know but yeah, very cool, and and I really like that prize structure. I really like that it's get to a certain point, and then you then get another chance to play for prizes within your within your division. So well done, Red Bull. Yeah, I, 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 um, I, I really I rate like that. that. I, I think it's really good. Yep. I think it's so really, really we'll good. we'll see how that plays out, and yeah, keep an eye out for their awesome coverage. But yeah, definitely go and check it out because uh, yeah, there'll be good events, and and like Stu said, they're free to enter, and there's twenty k twenty k total in prizes per event. So that's a that's a lot of money for free events 
if uh, if only Red Bull would come and sponsor us and give us twenty grand to <laughs> put, I, put I will drink Russell. Red Bull on stream. I, I, I'm oh, willing well. to do that. Yeah, I will do it. What a what a sacrifice. I know. I know. I, I, I like the sugar free stuff. Actually. Like, I, I actually do. <laughs> he goes our sponsorship. I don't like Red Bull. <laughs> Tastes horrible. Uh, you, you, I, I'm uh, not going to say anything. <laughs> you uh, you've already got the shakes, Shorty. So yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, don't, exactly. I don't need Red Bull to help with that. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, no, I think this is awesome. Uh, and except for the CFB event, these are all standard, right? Yes, yeah. All the, yeah. All the Red Bull ones are all standard. The CFB has uh, modern and limited, and it looks like the SCG Con is going to be a whole bunch of stuff. It looks like probably a whole bunch of smaller tournaments of, of different formats. So, and so if I wanted to- And different trading card games. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Flesh, yeah. flesh and blood as well is uh, is getting played there. So yeah, seems to be cool. the new hotness. So if I was wanting to sign up for the Red Bull event, and I was like, okay, well, I haven't played standard for a little while because I got sick of you know Bone Crusher Giant. Yep. What does what does standard look like now? What well, the first thing you do is you you get your forests, and you yep. you craft four Seekers chariots, and four okay. Ren and Sevens. And then beyond that, you kind of just put whatever else you want in your deck. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for those who, you know, may have been living under a, a rock or just refusing have, to- Haven't played standard in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, a Seeker's Chariot copies a token. Renin 7 makes a giant token. One costs four, one costs five. A tree, a tree five. folk token, What did I say? <laughs> giant. <laughs> I know you meant oh, large. Oh, meant giant. Oh, oh, yeah. I'll do the j- dad jokes around here. Thank you very much. Uh, so a, a a tree folk token. Yeah, it's active. yes. Uh, so you can just pump out like six six seven seven eight eight tokens uh, with with your chariot and your uh, your Renin seven, which is uh, pretty amazing in and of itself. So. It's an obvious curve. They're both in the same color. It's really powerful. And yeah, they're kind of the default choices for any green based deck. And, uh, I guess that's if we're starting to look at decks in standard right now, that's the obvious place to start. Like what are the, what are the versions of, of chariot and, uh, red and seven decks are we seeing? What, what's out there? What are our options if I was to build that? Yeah. I mean, I've been playing. Green black, and I, I know you you have two uh, chewy, but uh, as most people have been playing some sort of green based deck, but yeah, I've I've been playing uh, a, a chariot Ren and Seven Storm the Festival, Storm the Festival, yeah, that's what it's called, yep, uh, and uh, Scoot Swarm deck, so a bit more on the landfall. Uh, Scoot Swarm, if you can't remember, is a, a three mana one one that when you play a land, you get a, a one one insect. But if you've got six or more lands, you get a copy of a Scoot Swarm. So once you get past six lands, every land you're playing is cop- creating a copy Going of a Scoot off. Swarm. So if you've got three Scoot Swarms because you played a land and you've done a couple of copies and then you play another land, well, you get three more Scoot Swarms and now you have six. And then you play another land and now you get another six and you've got 12. And it goes off. <laughs> are, you, are you running like uh, Meat Hook uh, Massacre or anything like that? Uh, I'm not at the moment. So this is, and, and this is sort of part of what Chewie is getting at here, is that base of 
chariot renin 7 you know green, green bay stuff you can build it in so many different ways yep. and and that's you know that's kind of typical of a, a mid-range deck but at the moment we're just seeing there is so many different versions and different ways that you can you can play it and i know like chewy i think you've been playing more of a black version with uh, like blood on the snow and, and things like that I'm playing a Scoot Swarm version. You can, yeah, you can add different colors and, and things like that. So I was having a lot of success with the, the Scoot Swarm version. Uh, yeah, it was very easy to stall the early game, do a little bit of ramping with Prosperous Innkeepers and uh, Tangled Florahedron, uh, and then play the, uh, I can't remember what it's called, the, the two and a green learn card that gets you a, a basic forest and, uh, and Scoot Swarms and, yeah, just, just generate mana, have the, the Ren and Seven and Chariot package, which is super powerful, and then just play Storm the Festivals and just, yeah, like it's, the amount of times I'd cast a Storm the Festival where normally you're trying to hit like a Ren and Seven and a Lolth, it's like, yep, get all the value, got two Planeswalkers for my six mana six mana spell, and instead it's like, uh, actually, I'm just going to take these two Evolving Wilds <laughs> instead and play them and generate... 20 scoots and then i'm gonna crack them one at a time and get another 20 and then get another 40 and just win <laughs> with, with a million scoots so yeah and i it's, guess it's, um, it's a lot of fun the beauty of it being mid-range is, and you're doing something that's combo-esque and and legitimately mid-range i yes. was doing things that were on like like bookending that so i i put it in my my gruel werewolves deck that i'm that which is, is like what i've my, been playing yeah that's my like on my phone best of one deck at the moment so yeah you're playing uh, playing scoot swarms on your phone not a good idea <laughs> no, no 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 like that was remember when like the samsung phones were bursting into flames that yeah. was the early alpha version of arena yeah. running on your phone I mean, they, just they did it wasn't actually samsung's fault but, yeah they um, did bring in the token cap specifically for scoot swarms and there yeah, is now a exactly. 250 token cap. and if you can't win with 250 tokens it's probably you know because yeah, your opponent's yeah. got 250 tokens but it's a <laughs> Yeah, it's, a, it's such a ubiquitous synergy that, you know, it's it's the top end in my, my Gruul aggressive deck. Uh, it is my mid-game slash finisher in my blood on the snow value, like the rock board control deck. Or it's just bulk value in your, um, in your you know, more true mid-range, but with a combo finish. So aggro mid-range combo and control all playing four copies of both of these cards so it's a that's just how good it is right like chariot was already one of the best cards in standard and then you get to copy you know more than just a 2-2 cat uh you get to copy a a tree folk token so yeah it's, it's it's pretty cool it's got a lot of um a lot of variation in it and we get get that kind of constant churn of you know, which is the best color combination and they're, you know, kind of sparring off against each other. And it means that at the, at least at the moment, there's no consensus best version. It's just a really good synergy to add to any green deck, which makes the format gravitate towards green. But then you've got a bunch of decks that kind of targeting it. Some are just ignoring it and trying to do their own thing. Cracker playing Delva. But <laughs> there's then a whole bunch. Whenever the format is like quote unquote solved, and we we're talking before the cast is like some ridiculous number, like up 
close to a billion games of Magic played every month on Arena, right? Something ridiculous like that. So things do get sold pretty quickly, which means that things can then be targeted really quickly. And being solved that quickly doesn't necessarily mean that it's static. It means you actually get more innovation. So what are some of the other decks? And I know, Shorty, you've been, you dipped your toe into some other decks that could maybe be a good foil or a good good uh, opposition challenger for this known quantity that is Ren and Chariot. Yeah, I mean, like the classic, uh, I spoke about this on the stream this week, sort of the, the classic thing that tends to happen when you've got a powerful mid-range deck in a format, as long as it's not a broken mid-range deck like we've seen in the past with, uh, like thinking back to like the energy, what was the artifact where you spin the wheel and what was that called? Completely blanked on it. Kaladesh block when we had that, uh, the artifact, what's it called? Aetherworks Marvel. Aetherworks Marvel, that's the one I'm thinking of, yep. Uh, That sort of thing, like that that was a mid-range deck that had almost a combo built into it that was, it was just what you should be doing, like nothing else. It was, uh, that was the only correct thing to be doing. We're not seeing that at, at the moment, which is awesome. But typically what happens is when you've got mid-range being the, the predominant deck in a format, you want to go over the top of that, and that tends to happen with control. So uh, I've played a, a fair bit of Izzet. I, I spoke about on the, the podcast last week that there's a million different versions. Chewie, do you want to say your horrible thing you typed into? <laughs> oh, that there were so many expressive iterations of the Izzet deck. Yeah, yeah, yes, that, that was yes, pretty good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we, we spoke it. about it last week that, High you know, ties. Uh, like, <laughs> crack, like crack, <laughs> crack has been playing, uh, like, Delver versions of it and, and I was playing the Dragons version of it and now what we're starting to see is the deck is moving away from being, you know, a mid-range or tempo blue-red deck to being a blue-red control deck yeah, with take, taking turns as its finisher. So we're seeing the Galvanic iteration, I believe it's called, which is the new yes. copy spell. So it's uh, it's blue and a red, and it's an instant as well. It's good in limited as well, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, when you cast your next instant or sorcery, you, this turn you copy it, and it also has flashback for one blue and a red, which makes it super powerful. So it's cheap, and it has flashback, so you can use it a couple of times. But we're seeing those decks move towards much more counter spells in the main deck you know we're talking about chariots and ren sevens and lolts and uh, storm the festival and things like that like these are all non-creature four plus cmc cards that are super powerful well you can just run like disdainful strokes and negates and things like that in the main and you you're going to have a ton of targets in in pretty much every deck that we're seeing at the moment so the control decks are rising up and yeah so we're seeing decks that are running either like just sort of four four dragon egg uh whatever that one's called a smolder um, egg yep that's the one four of those or just four gold spans and uh or sometimes not even any creatures and just using alrun's epiphanies just you know controlling the board wiping the board countering things Copying an Elrond's Epiphany, taking a bunch of turns in a row, and just winning with the bird tokens, or winning and with the Hall of hall, the Storm Giants. Yeah, Hall of the Storm Giants. Pretty hard, like a seven it's seven. Good yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's what we're starting to see uh, to combat 
the green decks, and, and I'm, I'm noticing it a lot in the uh, green-black decks. They are starting to evolve towards Saltai and um, Simic, that sort of thing, where they're, they're now starting to play less of the uh, Storm the Festival, less of the Scoot Swarms, and Blood playing more. Yeah, playing more Blood on the Snows in the main, playing Blue, so they've got a few counters in the main, and just playing. A, and, and I've seen quite a few Saltai decks playing Alron's Epiphany as well. And so you've still got a solid mid range plan, but you've got that over the top late game plan to, to completely take over a game. So that's what I've been seeing. But Stu, you said you've been playing Gruel. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Only only really took that up the last couple of days. You're just trying to get under them then before they get to their five-mana thing. Well, no, I mean, either get under them or just do the same thing anyway. As you said, it's just running the, the Ren and uh, Cadillac package. So, you know, running things like Werewolf Pack Leaders, which are nice for a bit of card draw as well, along with uh, Reckless Stormseekers. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Stormseeker-Chariot you know. combo is gas, right? Yeah, it oh. is. Yeah, that's that's really good. Um, I also the are you playing the red green werewolf legend that draws cards when you hit with a wolf or werewolf? Is that uh, Tovalar? To- Tovalar, yeah, I think it is the that, yeah. Dire so, Overlord. Yeah, like for a Gruul deck, you just draw so many cards. Yeah. So yeah, and I've got I don't know what version you're playing, but uh, just and I'm probably well behind the the you know the eight ball uh, here with rolling. I'm Royce, probably but, right with you. Uh, I cut one drops and I'm winning way more uh, in that deck, which feels really weird with, you know, I want to be an aggressive deck. I, I should be playing one drops, but there's not really a good one drop. There's the one that with you've got plus one counters on stuff and that's got some synergy with the, uh, the enchantment that makes a wolf. Yep. But yeah, I, I just found that that one mana one one that I had to spend a mana every turn to make bigger just got outscaled by the format so much that I was actually just better off not spending a card on turn one and and going bigger, like playing yep. an extra couple of land in the deck and uh, and going up to Renan 7. And my aggressive deck is a more of a mid-range aggressive deck with like a lot of card draw and, um, you know, the ability to go over the top with Ranger class and the, um, the, the Cadillac... Uh, Ren combo. So yeah, just just that change that I made a couple of days ago, and you know my 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 win, my win rate has indefinitely increased. So oh, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The one as it, we speak, there doesn't seem to be a ton of good one drops in the format at the moment, and no. that's that's something that I think we're going to see change in the next couple of sets. You know, we're we're in this uh, mid range state at the moment, which is actually quite good because we're seeing a lot of change and uh, iterations on decks and and people trying you know the metagame evolving to to be more controlling so we're now getting the controlling decks take trying to take over those uh, those mid-range decks what tends to happen then is once the control decks really become dominant and and the mid-range starts to get squeezed out that's when you would have your you know your mono red that we've seen in the past come in and just be too quick for those controlling decks and we don't have that at the moment. Uh, there are a few good, cheap board wipes uh, at the moment. Uh, things like the uh, is it Cinderclasm uh, that, that does a pretty good job of cleaning up those small creatures. And then yeah, we've got a, a you know whole host of different uh, three and four mana 
spells that can deal with smallish creatures. Once once you're dealing with creatures with sort of four toughness or higher, it's they're a little bit harder to deal with, but it makes it very hard for those really low to the ground aggressive decks to to actually survive. So I'm assuming that, you know, obviously wizards know what's coming down the pipeline and that over the next couple of sets we'll start to see some you know, some good mono red and mono white low aggressive cheap creatures so we can get back to sort of where we were because those decks while people get sick of playing against mono red all the time they are the the the, you know the police on the format they're they're what keeps people honest and stops them from doing all the you know crazy i'm gonna i'm just gonna do nothing for the next uh, for the first four or five turns and then i've just got an end game that you can't beat so that's that's no good for a format that just gets really boring so the uh the, the mono red low to the ground decks put that little bit of pressure on and uh, and keep those decks honest. Yeah, I agree. Do you know what I got wrecked by earlier today? Battle of Frost and Fire. Uh, the, 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 the blue red saga. saga. Yeah. Yep. So it's five oh, is mana. Is that the one that does like four damage? Yeah. To each non-giant, non-giant. creature? Yeah. So it used to be terrible because Bone Crusher. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, I was playing against like a, an Al Runs Epiphany, uh, like blue red control deck, and um, you know they had Counter Magic and um, what's the what's the bounce spell that scries? Fading Hope. Fading and, Hope. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, like I like oh, I resolved a, a Cadillac. I'm sweet, and then they're just like I'll kill all your stuff, and then I'm gonna scry three, and then um, they had the um, the when Phase Three went off. They yeah, cop- copies had, a spell. Yeah, then they were like, "What's the?" Uh, no, no, it's uh, you draw two and discard one. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, so they they played their big. Um, is it Imrith, the big blue dragon? Yep. Yeah, so they played Imrith and like just drew extra cards, and it was just and they just had this <laughs> like full grip of of removal, and it's like, oh yeah, I can't win now. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> 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 like fading hope, bouncy Ren and seven token, uh, battle of. Frost and fire away your board, dump a big dragon, have a big grip, you know, and it's just like none of my removal spells in my gruel deck yeah, do, deal can, five can damage deal with an, to a blue yeah. creature. Yep. Yeah. So but this is what I love. Yeah, you you have that you have that new big bad, the Ren and Seven Eskier's Chariot combo. But there can always be maybe not a bigger bad, but an equal. And at least and it looks like we've got that. Well, at least it feels like it in my experience with these is it control decks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've definitely been hit a few times from the Izzet deck with the Galvanic Iteration copying yeah. the Fading Hope. You know, you, you play your Seeker's Chariot. It's like, yep, sweet, got my Chariot down, it resolved. And then they just go end of turn, uh, Galvanic Set Iteration, fade, Fading Hope, and they bounce your your two uh, two tokens. So they disappear and they get to scry a couple of times. And, uh, yeah, you're just sitting there going, ah, Okay, now I have nothing to crew my chariot, and you're you know you've had some card selection, and you're setting yourself up nicely for the rest of your game. So it's like the ultimate tempo play. Yeah, yeah, that's no, it's awesome. So yeah, really good to see that that deck is rising to uh, combat the uh, the Golgari decks and the Saltai decks. So I might have to swap back over to that. Uh, what else are we sort of seeing regularly on on the ladder at the moment, or or in our Beans League matches that's doing well? I mean, there's still a bit of uh, mono white aggro getting about. Yep. I, uh, I in my one league match, I got annihilated by mono white aggro. <laughs> so it 
It must be good. Mind you, that was a different... I think I was playing a different deck. I wasn't playing the Renan 7 combo at that point. So, But this, this, the, the versions of this deck that I've seen, Shorty, fill that role that you attributed to, to Mono Red. And like they're filling that, you know, Mono Red role where they're, they're policing the format where, you know, they've got 12 one-drops and... They just get out of hand really yeah. quickly. You know, yeah. running like four of the Monk of the Open Hand and then you start casting two spells and you've got Clarion Spirits as well and... They just go off. Yeah, and Faceless Haven for a bit of insurance as well. Yes. Skyclave Apparition, Elite Spellbinder, Brutal Cathar. So they've got really good uh, interaction as well. And yeah, it's a, uh, a can be really, really explosive. And sometimes it feels like one of those decks where it's like, I'm, I'm going to go Monk of the Open Hand, then next time I'm going to go like Code Spell Cleric plus Usher or, or something like that. And it's just like, I've, I've got, you know, a lot of power on the board on turn two like what have you got and yeah it's that um you know my my prediction for this format will be we end up with a rock paper scissors type format where we have these mid-range decks be it mono white or mono red or boros because you can add showdown of the skulls to this and, and things like that that beat the the control decks the blue red or jeskai control decks but lose to the chariot Ren combo, but the Ren combo beats this, but it loses to the other one. And, you know, and there's, that's kind of the pillars of the format. And there's obviously a lot of room in between, but that is definitely my prediction as it stands for this format. But I don't know if we'll ever really know that because the, the next set, Crimson Vow, is coming out you know, pretty quickly. So, <laughs> pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, with, with Arena and the amount of games that get played, maybe we will get that solved. And having these double sets is actually nice and refreshing. I'm actually interested to see how that works um, yep. and, and its effect on the on the meta. But, yeah, to play 22 lands, 18 of which are snow-covered planes, like if Cracker was here, he'd be confused but <laughs> uh, uh, at that statement. But it, it's, uh, you know, in the last format, it was playing that many snow-covered mountains, right? This is kind of doing the same thing. Yeah, I'm. I'm just finding like there's because of how mid range and controlling the meta is getting. Like there's just so many board wipes that deal with this deck, and then it just can't recover. Uh, it's got no way of getting back in, and and that's like I think we spoke about it on the podcast last week. Like that was the big thing with the mono red decks we've seen recently, like in the last couple of years, where they they had the good quick aggressive starts, but then they had a big finisher whether that yep. was Experimental Frenzy or or Embercleave, but just something to actually finish the game off. And the mono white deck just doesn't have that. And, you know, you, you're incentivized to be dumping your hand every turn because you've got a lot of things that are triggering off of casting two spells a turn. So you're not, you're not able to just play a couple of creatures and then hold some stuff in your hand so that if your board gets wiped and then you can play a few more you're incentivized to dump your hand every single turn with no way to restock your hand and yeah that one board wipe gets you and like there's plenty of i can't remember what the spell is but the, there's one that's minus three minus three you know you choose a choose a creature type and all creatures of that aren't that vengeance. creature type Yep, that's the one. Um, get minus three, minus three. Like that deals with so much of of this there's deck. The, the meat hook massacre and things like that. Yeah, as well. meat hook massacre. Yep, and like there's so many blood on the snows getting around. Um, I've seen quite a few uh, like Azorius blue white or Esper control decks getting around as well that are running a ton of doom scars and 
There's a board wipe at the moment that uh, deals uh, destroys all non-land permanents, which is nice for killing all your planeswalkers and your Cadillacs and all that sort of stuff as well. So, yeah, I just find, yes, the white deck is powerful and it can 100% have those quick starts where you're just going, oh, man, I'm I'm just dead. I can't deal with this. But it, once you deal with it once, that's kind, kind of it. So feels we'll, uh, like a, we'll see what happens. It feels like a good best of one deck. Yeah, where you can yeah. just churn out yeah. those games and just get them. Although you'll notice, Shorty, the link in the show notes to the example mono white aggro deck. Yep. Doom Doomscar in the sideboard. Yeah, in the sideboard. Yep. You just you were just ahead of your time, mate. You're just ahead of your time. Yep. So yep. hundred yep. percent. I mean I got I got I got destroyed this week on stream. Uh who was it that killed me? I think it might have been ill addiction. Someone someone in my group killed me. They were playing a red black blood on the snow deck i thought they were playing like a red black treasure sacrifice deck like they were playing kalanes and uh magdas and things like that and and goldspan dragons but out of nowhere in comes the the blood in the snow blood on the snow in in the main deck game one just completely Secret blew me tech. out and uh you know the, oh i've got a, a whole bunch of snowlands so i cast blood on the snow i kill all my dudes and i bring back my goldspan dragon and i bash you for four in the air and uh, that just that just happened over and over again, and and I was going, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> I saw a lot of that deck as when I was playing through Gold uh, this season. Uh, yep. I haven't seen so much recently, but it does crop up. And the Shambling Ghast and the 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 Black Spell, the two mana Black Spell, where you sacrifice a creature, make a treasure, yep. and draw yep. two cards. Yep, like you can get you know like five mana turn three and. Yeah, you got Skull, Skullport Merchants and things as well. It also gets yeah, a trigger. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Gets so, you some yeah, value. drawing bulk cards. I've ran into occasionally a Jund deck um, that is using that five mana to just cast Ren and Seven on turn three. Yes. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yep. I think uh, Brian Gottlieb's been talking about that uh, on the uh, Arena Decklist podcast. He's been oh, playing okay. uh, a yeah, fair bit of Jund. Yep. So, yeah. Probably yep. comes from him. Um, we did see on the weekend we had the finale of the ESL tournament, so we, or the ESL series, the season one of that. Uh, they had to reschedule the event, the the event four, the qualifier four that was on the previous weekend, and there was just a ton of arena bugs, so they pushed it out a week. So they had on the Saturday they had the Swiss rounds and then played the top eight on the Saturday evening, which then gave them their finalists for the season one for um, for the top eight. Uh, so we saw Azzy, the Azzy G, who's a fairly recent to our Discord. Yep, yep, but has jumped in our Discord, has joined uh, up in our, our league, starting to play in our events. Uh, they, I'm pretty sure they took down the event on the Saturday, which qualified, got them enough points to qualify them for the finals the next day and did really well so ended up losing in the finals to splint so uh congrats to splint uh splint was playing a uh a simic ramp deck so playing chariots playing ren and sevens uh but you know going all the way up to Alrun's epiphany did did very well with that but yeah the azzy g running boros so yeah get, getting aggressive showdown of the skulls and uh and a few aggressive creatures and yeah doing doing really well with that so uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the the Boris version getting around much. I I think I've played against it once on ladder, but not not really much. No, I haven't seen it. Uh, okay. I think yeah, maybe once I've I've played against it and got crushed by it. Uh, so yeah, well done to the Azg. Welcome to the Beans. Yep. And uh, yeah, good deck choice. And I 
was sorting out children um, and, and things. So I couldn't pay 100% attention to the stream, but what I saw, they played really, really well. That combination of the right deck choice and playing well and, you know, reap the rewards of that. So uh, second place is uh, nothing to sneeze at. So well done, Azzy G. I yeah. wanted to watch the final, but it was after my bedtime. Yeah, it was quite late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched uh, I watched a, a bit of it or had it on sort of in the background or, or with the earphones in, that sort of thing. They did, as they've done for the, the previous events, uh, ESL did a really good job of coverage. For this final, they uh, took a bit of a leaf out of our boat and uh, out of our boat. That's, I don't think that's the, the correct saying. Leaf out of our boat. <laughs> leaf out of our cap? What's the page leaf out, out of, of our, our book? book? Yeah, a leaf out of our book. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just gonna, just gonna mix. Boat. I'm just gonna um, write that one down. <laughs> so for our hundredth oh, well. episode, what we've done is we've got all the snippets of all of the stuff that we've got wrong, and there's just fifty minutes of us just stuffing up. And we're not sorry, I've probably spoiled that, but we we're going to just release it and see if anyone noticed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, what I was going to say was they had uh, they did some pre-recorded player interviews, which. Uh, which is good to see, and uh, yeah, obviously we'll be doing something similar again for our Invitational, so well done to ESL, so there's a whole other season of that, I'm not sure exactly when the, the first one kicks off, but I think it would be in the next couple of weeks, because they want to have that all finished up uh, by the, the end of the year. Yeah, Bard did say that they want to have two by Christmas, so um, yeah, yep. yeah, so if, you, if you've enjoyed those or you've, you've missed out, then there is more coming. So I think that's yep. uh, it's great to see something sort of more local um, happening in that space. And Aussie Aussie accents on coverage is always welcome. Yep. You can't Except be the, the guy that keeps mentioning series instead of matches and things like that. Just uh, t- typical esports, too, too used to talking about other things. And, and yeah, not yeah. Magic. And Bard does a good job trying to keep him on track. Uh, Bard, uh, Bard's very good. Bard's very, very good. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Shout out to Bard. Bard. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and the the just just like a little spoiler, got some interesting things with our. We've got our uh, invitational coming up fairly shortly, but just in a in a couple of months. And um, yeah, been thinking about some of the player interview stuff, and it might have might have a little little something shiny uh, to uh, to show. We uh, had a bit of fun with it last year with um, you know J Mud being Stephen Bradbury and, <laughs> and, and things like that, uh, and you know just. You know, you don't want to rest on your laurels. You want to try to make it a bit better. And Shorty did all of those last year, so it's going to be a bit more of a combined thing. And so, you know, extra set of hands, extra set of ideas. So, um, yeah, get Yeah, Stu, get Stu's doing them all this year, aren't you, Stu? Yep, no worries. Just uh... <laughs> show me how to edit a video. <laughs> yes, please. It's it's just four hours of Stu being asleep on the couch at 7, a, uh, 7 p.m. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the last thing we so like obviously sort of just to wrap up on standard, it's in a good place. Uh, we I, I sort of mentioned it right at the start of the podcast. You know, do we think there's going to be a banning? I don't think any of us are in the boat where we think anything should be banned. There's, there's obviously been people, you know, claiming or, or complaining as as people do on Twitter, and you know, Ren and Seven and the cat uh, Cadillac needs to go and, and things like that. I don't think we're anywhere near. That I think standard is in a very good spot. There's so much uh, metagame shifting and decks changing and adjusting and that sort of stuff going on that nothing is too powerful. So I think I think we're in a very good spot, and I think you know massive props to Wizards for having a format that's actually really cool and and really enjoyable and 
makes me go, oh, like I'm enjoying playing this deck and suddenly like two days later it's not good enough and I need to readjust what I'm doing and, and actually tinkering with decks, which I haven't done for, for so long. <laughs> I've just been playing the same mono red list forever. <laughs> so, uh, and, uh, and yeah, look, yeah well that, that innovation is great. It also makes you spend more wild cards, surely. Yes, it certainly does. Uh, That's the biggest problem. Man. <laughs> yep. yeah, make make a good format, people spend more money. Yeah, and but it is genuinely enjoyable. And if the most powerful thing in standard is copying an eight eight tree folk every turn whilst you know attacking for four, then that's a good space for standard to be in because it's a it's a token. It's easy to deal with. It's an artifact creature in the in the chariot that requires you know uh, to you to be on other the board, other so. creatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, I, I feel like they've got the balance. Have we yep. got anything in standard at the moment that gives things trample? There is a red card that's it's similar to um, the backside of Stormseeker that? gives trample the night side. Yep, as well. Oh, it does Te- yeah. Team of Battle Rage or something? Oh, there's, a, there's a red card that's similar to Team of Battle Rage, I think, at the moment that that can give things trample. But uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think that's where you want to go with your with your uh, Renin Seven Tree Folk tokens. Probably not. But if no. you could. All right. Um, last thing, just very quick mention is Midnight Hunt Limited. Uh, I've played none of it, but uh, Stu, you've been playing a little bit of it, and seems pretty good. If you get past Sludge Monster, take it. That yep. card is a house. I don't even know what that is. I've got to look it up. <laughs> Have a look at it. <laughs> I mean, it's a rare, so I'm, I'm going to add to Stu's advice here. If you get past Sludge Monster, take it, but don't pass Sludge Monster. Yeah, don't pass Sludge Monster. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, have you been drafting or, or playing sealed, Stu? Uh, drafting. I, I've done one sealed event, and I think I finished 4-3 with a bit of a demir pile, which is, you know, pretty good for, for sealed. But, yeah, I've done maybe half a dozen drafts, and I keep getting similar results. I'm getting about to that 3-4 win mark and then losing out. But that's good. You know, I'm getting close to getting a return or, you know, breaking even on just about every draft I do, so... No, nice, nice. nice. And yep. are you enjoying the format? Like, is it actually fun? It is fun. It's been a couple of weeks, but when I was playing it, it was fun. Yeah, uh, I have high had high expectations for this set from a limited perspective because Innistrad historically has been really good uh, limited sets, and this format is. I don't think it's as good as original Innistrad. But that doesn't mean it's bad by any stretch. I've really been enjoying the the gameplay, the deck diversity. Like any color combination seems to be pretty good. There's good synergies. There's obviously bomby powerful cards. So I've I've been enjoying it. I've been doing a lot of sealed, just trying to you know build my collection. I think I've done six, maybe seven um, sealed decks. I'm still getting to break the seven wins. I've had a couple of six threes, which are frustrating. But yeah, uh, yeah I consistently like five three. I've I've got a couple of times. I've only had one um, like three two. I've never had it. I haven't had an O three sort of thing. But you know, I have I've, had one O three. Yes, I've forgotten about that. <laughs> it, it happens. Uh, I've only done one draft so far, uh, and I I went one two. But I had the arena client just bug out on me and disconnect me and I missed half a pack of picks so that didn't help and kind of tilted me a little bit as well which probably didn't help my gameplay but 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wizards, if you could just fix the arena client so we can, you know, challenge from the friends list without deleting our, uh, our sideboards. <laughs> side yeah. <laughs> yeah, things like yep. that. And, and, yeah, if you're disconnected, actually give us a warning that you're disconnected. You know, all the things that Magic Online do, that would be great. <laughs> if, you could, if you could just make arena as good as Magic Online, we'd be happy. <laughs> that, thank you. Thank you, Wizards. Uh, such a simple request. <laughs> Like, it, it, it doesn't it sound so? that hard, right? Because Magic Online is not exactly the most, you know, the best application going, but it yeah. works. It's, it's set, a, set a pretty low bar. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, we, we could complain about uh, arena issues forever. Uh, but, yeah, sounds like good limited format. I think it should be up for gold drafts pretty soon. And it should be about yeah, that time. Yeah, I'll so draft a lot more next week, yeah. probably. Yeah. Yep. So it's I'll probably be keen weeks, to, to get in on those. And... Uh, yeah, try and uh, earn, earn a few cards. The adversary uh, creatures are all pretty good as well, so I recommend yeah, yep. if they show up, yeah. grab a hold of them. O- open Mythics. Yep, good draft open advice. Yeah, I good like draft <laughs> Top advice from Stu, open Mythics and bomb rares. <laughs> the only other one I was going to suggest is Poppet Stitcher, which is another Mythic, and it is a really fun build around. You, um, I'm just going to read it. So whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, create a 2-2 black zombie creature token with Decayed. I've lost um, to that card a couple of times, actually, yeah. So, talking, obviously, we mentioned the Galvanic iteration. iteration. I also had a couple of those in this deck and was just kind of popping off with a lot of zombies. And then it, when you flip our friend, the Poppet Stitcher, let me just find that again. So, it becomes an artif- it becomes an artifact and creature tokens you control lose all abilities and have base power and toughness 3-3. Three, three. So, nice. your so, things don't So, your decayed decay. zombies no longer die. Yep. When they attack. And I, there was one point there I had like 15 zombies and then flipped Poppet Factory and just that was it. Nice. Yep. O- open bombs. Good, good Open advice. bombs. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the last thing just to quickly mention on the way out the door is the league. So, yeah, just over two weeks left to finish your matches. We've still got a very long way to go, which we knew would happen with this league just with how early we started it. Uh, in the standard format and rotation all that sort of stuff. Uh, group Chewy, you guys, and you too, Chewy, you've played zero matches, but Group Chewy, calling you out now, you guys need to pull your finger out because you've had yep. stuff all matches, matches being played. I tried to play matches, but <laughs> yeah, Arena, Arena is a terrible late. application <laughs> and I couldn't actually so, sideboard. Rewind so, five minutes and you'll hear the, the previous rant yeah, on, uh, like, on Arena. Oh, my goodness. Just, it's not that hard. Nah, huge shout out as always, Rolling Royce. Goodness me, this guy is insane. He's ten and he's had played eleven matches already, sitting in ten and one on on the top of uh, Group Cracker. So I think he's got one match left to play. It's yeah, thirteen players in the group, so twelve matches. So he's got one one match left to play in under two weeks. So well done, Rolling shout Royce. Shout out to and, my uh, brother Arcturus who took the one loss. Who gave Royce his one loss? Yeah, yeah, yep. He's sitting and on he's five and one as well. Second place, so yep. tiebreaker. Mm. So I, I assume that Rolling Royce is locked into finals again. Yes. No surprise there. So yeah, Mr. very consistent. Good. Yep. So yeah. Anyway, that's a quick update on the league. Get your matches done. Two weeks, and uh, then we'll be getting into the finals. So. That's going to do us for tonight. Just the usual wrap-up on the way out the door. If you do want to play in our future events, uh, we I'm assuming we're going to be running leagues in a tournament series next year, but uh, we've at least got 
a, a one-day historic event coming up in the near future and then who knows what after that. So the best place to uh, find out all that information and to get in on those events is in our Discord as well as just being an awesome place to chat with very cool people. It was, as we mentioned before, with Yazzie G doing really well in the ASL event, it was awesome to see the support that he was getting throughout the day as he was playing his matches, people watching the coverage, all that sort of stuff. So that's what you get in our Discord. Awesome community and uh, plenty of people to bounce your ideas off. So come and join us in there. Uh, the link for that is always in the show notes or uh, on our Twitter and Facebook, that sort of stuff. Uh, there's also a link for our merch store. I think there's, I just saw an email before from Stream Elements. I think there's new stuff coming to the merch store. So we might uh, update that a little bit, get a few new things on there. But you can pick up your hoodies and t shirts and that sort of stuff so that when we finally do have these in person events somewhere here in Australia, we can all get together in our sweet Magic Beans gear and uh, know that uh, you're hanging out with a fellow bean or a bean sprout or just a, a member of our community. So go and check that out. Check out our sponsors. As Stu said at the start of the podcast, they have daily auctions, jpmtgbazaar.com.au. Grab yourself some absolute bargains. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter, all those places. Just search for Magic Beans or Magic Beans Cast, and you'll find us there. If you want to find me on Twitter, I am at Peace Inc. Chewy, you are? At Chewy MTG. And Stu? At M Stewie. Very good. So that's it for us this week. Thank you, as always, for listening. Stay safe out there, and we will see you all next time. Bye.